Hey everyone, it's Buana. And this is Gwen. And you're listening to The The Page Turner. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Page Turner. As always, I'm Buana. I'm Gwen. And this week we have a classic to talk Mm -hmm. about. Uh, But first, let's do a page perspective. And we wanted to let you guys know that we are going to be closed on the 4th of July. Yes. So that should be two days after this podcast drops. Yes. Uh, so, sorry, but you're going to have to take your 4th of July celebrations outside. Yeah. It's a beautiful day. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> to not, hopefully not too hot. Oh, Because yeah. it, it has been heating up here. Well, I hear that it's supposed to go down into the 70s. So it, it should wow, be a pretty really? comfortable uh, oh, celebration. Okay. So yeah. maybe not swimming. Well, you know, swim if you want to. I'm a chicken, so if the water isn't, like, 85 degrees, I won't get in. Um, but barbecue, have fun, and celebrate. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the other thing we wanted to mention is that the change is happening upstairs. Oh, yeah. We're shifting things around a bit. Mm-hmm. We're going a little bit more display heavy, so we're trying to put things facing out. Yeah, take a stroll through a nonfiction section, mm-hmm. especially, which is where we really tested it out, back yeah. by the wall. We have so many books out for display yeah. to, you know, grab your eye, catch your attention, and just really interesting stuff to mm-hmm. for you to pick up. Yeah. And then there'll be some movement of materials to different spots. But as always, we're excited for you guys to see the changes. And we do them for your benefit, hoping that, you know, you'll be able to find things easier, see more things that excite you and that you'll want to check out and if you can't find something that you're looking for just come ask us we're probably the ones that moved it there so exactly yeah find a page yeah well, you know you could ask anyone of anyone course. but you know if you see one of us around don't hesitate to ask us if you have yeah. any questions mm-hmm. so what did we read this month Gwen? Wuthering Heights by Emily Bronte <laughs> um I said this last time, but I read this book for the first time a couple years ago. I didn't have to read it in high school. I can't remember. I I know we mentioned this, but did you? I don't remember what you said. (laughs) Oh. Um, But I did, well, I was supposed to read it in high school. Do Uh, the high school reading, kids. Yeah. (laughs) It's important. You never know when it's going to come up. Exactly. (laughs) But yeah, so we read Wuthering Heights, and it was actually better than I remembered it. Yeah, I... The parts that loved I this book. I gave it five stars. And, you know, what's funny is you had mentioned this to me in passing, but when you see things, I've never seen an adaptation like TV right? or movies, yeah. but it's always like marketed as like a romance. Yeah, like a forbidden love romance. Yeah. No, I remember, like, I've never actually watched any of them either. <laughs> me either. <laughs> I've never been interested, but like, I've seen ads mm-hmm. for these like remakes and they do it like every five to ten years yeah and i feel like that gap with netflix and things like that is is getting smaller yeah they'll be making them even more yeah even quicker we have like 15 adaptations of pride and prejudice (laughs) but but yeah um so i like you said i have always just been under the impression that it's like some forbidden love Mm -hmm. romantic thing like but it's a romance at the base of it and actually reading it i'm like hmm it's that's kind of sad. Not actually really what the story's about. It's kind of like a family drama. Yeah. But instead of it being necessarily forbidden love, although there's probably hints of that, there's, yeah. there's just so much happening. <laughs> Way more than is advertised, oh, for yeah. sure. So uh, I'm really excited that you said you liked it. Yeah. Actually, do we want... You did your stars yeah. already. Uh, I would give it a four. 
probably. Which is crazy insane, you guys. It's, I was so stoked when she said yeah. that. It's probably the <laughs> highest rating. Actually, it is the highest rating I've given one of our classic reads. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first ones that's actually just pulled me in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's. What's so funny, too, and I, I think you said you had the same issue, mm-hmm. is that... When you first start the book, mm-hmm. the dialect of some of the characters yeah. is hard to understand. And I, when I first tried to read it years ago, picked it up and immediately put it back down. <laughs> I was like, I don't have time or energy for this right now. I mean, And then it ended up yeah. being a book I absolutely loved. That's essentially how it happened to me in high school. I picked it up. I tried reading it. I was like, no, this is not, <laughs> this is not working for me. But now I like, we've picked it up again and... It's just, it does take a little bit of time to get into yeah. That language starting off, also the character to begin with, yeah. the one who's basically sitting there being told all these stories, is a kind of annoying character. <laughs> so. He's, he's very proper, very kind yeah. of prissy, yeah. which, posh. you know, posh. Thank yeah. you, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. Um, but once the story gets going and flows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what's. It's just so funny how many books that, like, like I had to read Frankenstein in high school, yeah. which I loved. It's one of my favorite books of all time by Mary Shelley. Um, and it's nothing like the cartoonish Frankenstein that you get in movies at all. Yeah. It's more philosophical. But, you know, and then there's, like, The Sun Also Rises, which I had to read in high school, which I didn't love in high school, but I liked in college. Yeah. So it's, it's really funny. And thinking back and being like, I'm too busy to read this mm-hmm. book in high school. We weren't that busy (laughs) compared to being an adult. I think it's also interesting that they make you read a lot of these in high school. I get the reasoning behind it, but I feel like you can't, you don't appreciate it as much when Mm -hmm. you're in high school. It's also that element of, you know, you have to read this Yeah, no one likes being told what they have to read. Yeah, but, you know, this sort of thing, it's so, these classics are so dense. Yeah. As a high schooler, you're just like, no, you you really have to reread books yeah. multiple times. I used to never be a big rereader. But oh, I love I've, rereading. Which is awesome. I only really got into that this year. And yeah. I feel like, especially with high school books, you need to reread them. I'd say, like, every 10 years, mm-hmm. reread a book that you either were forced to read yeah. or maybe you knew was a little too ahead of, too yeah. ahead of the time for when you were yeah. reading it. Well, because I feel like it's just like... Uh, your palate, mm-hmm. it changes over time. Yes. Your taste in books changes over time. Your life experiences that affects yeah. the book you read mm-hmm. <laughs> change over time. So it's a really interesting to have the two perspectives kind yeah. of. Like granted, even as a teen, like I didn't like I didn't read it read it all the way through <laughs> as a teen. So there is also that as element of like I didn't read it completely <laughs> back then. So maybe I didn't give it enough chance back mm-hmm. then and this time you know, finish it and all of that. So yeah. it brings a different perspective, but I would definitely say my taste in books has changed since I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And that probably also affects the way that I would like rate it. Yeah, totally. A hundred percent. And there's also that curiosity of when you get kind of context clues for the books, yeah. like knowing more about history, mm-hmm. knowing more about things like that, more about the author even, I would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this was really a cool journey for us in reading this book. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to start with the non-spoilery section. Uh, well, I mean, we kind of already started that. Okay, that's <laughs> that's true. We're going to continue the non-spoilery yeah. section. And we're going to start with books that are kind of similar. Yeah. So for me, I would say, so Emily Bronte is the third of four Bronte children. And I'm sure you've probably heard of her sister, at least Charlotte. Mm-hmm. But she also has a sister, Anne. 
them that was a writer and they had a brother but you know everyone knows the Bronte sisters yeah so I would recommend Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte which for me was also five stars so this book being five stars for me if you want something another classic yeah that's um kind of got the same type of drama and um and things like that uh I would recommend that. And then for a different classic author, I would recommend Far From the Madding Crowd by Thomas Hardy, mm-hmm. which I loved. It was the first Hardy I ever read a couple years ago, and it was just really, really good. So yeah. those are mine. Yeah. I got nothing. You got nothing? <laughs> that's, I do read, I think, more classics you do, than definitely, you do, so that's sure. fair. I give an, it's, two recommendations, one for each of them. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, that's definitely not my area, so I'm like, uh, no I, clue. <laughs> This is the first one I've really liked, so... Which is great. Welcome. Welcome. (laughs) But yeah, let's uh, do our favorite quote. You want to go first? Sure. So my quote is from Catherine. I won't spoil it, so I won't Mm -hmm. tell you when it's from, but (laughs) the quote is, I wish I were a girl again, half savage and hearty and free. Oh, I know. And that one... Yeah. When we get into the spoilery section, you'll see why that... You'll just... It's funny because, well, never mind. I don't want to go into spoilers. I know. But we can do, like, a standalone thing, like, just even in general. Mm-hmm. There are times when you're just, like, as an adult, it's it would be so nice to go back to that time when you don't have responsibilities and you can just run around yeah. and, like, fall on your knees and you get right back up again because you don't care that your knees yeah. are bloody now. <laughs> like, you just keep going. You're having yeah. fun. You don't have the kind of pressure, and maybe this is me just like waxing poetic because I'm in the middle of classes right yeah, now. Yeah, so bogged down with stuff. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's like having that. It it puts out there that feeling that a lot of adults get sometimes, where it's just, I wish I could go back to a time when I wasn't so for so at least like an hour responsible. Just an hour. Just an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was at the airport the other day, and this kid was just. And he was just walking along with his parents, roaring on and off. And it was so cute. But it was just like, yeah, no one's going to tell you to be quiet. No. No one's going to, you know. Well, no one's going to look at you weird because you're a kid and you're wearing it's cute at that age. (laughs) And then, like, now you're an adult and suddenly it's not cute. It's just weird. Yeah. And And please stop. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, And then mine is, he's more myself than I am. Whatever our souls are made of, his and mine are the same. Which is, like, yeah, goes right to the heart. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, I guess, where the romantic aspect comes in. Yeah. And we won't say in the non-spoilery yeah. between who or what context, but... And that just breaks your heart. Like, yeah. it it really does. But I love that quote. And um, you might have actually heard uh, the quote before, yeah. um, all of to the listeners um, and not really know where it's from. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, let's jump in then because there's some things we're dying to talk about. Yeah. And we are now going to... Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers ahead. Oh, but first, we are reading oh, next, next time. time. We cannot forget that. <laughs> yeah. Toss alone. Uh, next time, what are we reading? Uh, Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe. A nice short title there. <laughs> um, by Benjamin Alire Sines. Yes. Really excited that this one ended up on our docket because... Because you'll tune in next time and find out. Exactly. So come back in August for that. Yes. (laughs) So now we can get into the actual spoilery section. Um, Yeah. So this book... Oh, run away, throw your phone, rip your headphones out. (laughs) Be gentle, though, because we know they're expensive. Yeah. (laughs) And... Um, this is your 10 seconds to leave if you plan on reading this book and mm-hmm. you don't want to be spoiled. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, we are going to head into it now. This book is like a family drama. It's so dark. And kind of a revenge story, too. Very much. It's it's like... Uh, it, I was going to say it's like Great Gatsby meets whatever, but it's really not. It, it's... <laughs> I think I described it to you as it's it's if McCormick McCarthy Corm- McCormick McCarthy <laughs> the steakhouse yeah. really good really good Cormac McCarthy <laughs> wrote The Great Gatsby yeah but I don't like Cormac McCarthy so I mean that's that would be fair. In, that's an insult to this <laughs> I appreciate one of his books yeah um, it's it's really good so there's these two homes. And a family lives in each one of them. Oh, so it's kind of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. So it's but it's funny because it's also not. So not at all. No. This guy, we keep saying things that it's like, but actually aren't like. So it's like a word association it's like a, game. A dash of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. A sprinkle of <laughs> Cormac McCarthy. A pint of uh, Great Gatsby. And, yeah. uh, so this guy Lockwood. He has a daughter and a son, but he decides to just when he's out one day, bring home this boy. Yeah. <laughs> and he likes Can him more than his actual son. For one second, talk about that, though. Because he's, he's like, oh, I have to go to London or wherever he went. Yeah. And it's a 60-mile 60, 60 walk, and, and it's going to take me, like, a day or two. And I'm like, we're walking 60 miles <laughs> in a day? And I'm sitting there doing the math. I'm like, okay, so you're 60 miles, that means it's 120 miles both ways. And you're doing this in how many days? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll like me just and doing he actually the has a carriage. Yeah, he could have. No, I feel like, he, no. They He's definitely rich. said walking. Okay, well, <laughs> Mr. Lockwood is... He hoofed it. <laughs> Usain Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> the fastest runner alive. Maybe it was 60 miles total, so it was 30 <laughs> miles each way. It would be much more reasonable, but... But he comes back with a boy. Yeah. He likes him more than his real son, which, uh, as you can imagine, builds resentment. <laughs> yeah. Just a touch. And and the boy and the son... Uh, the, boy, the boy and the daughter mm-hmm. end up being BFFs. Yeah. But that's not cool because he's clearly not from the station mm-hmm. and he's they describe him as dark skinned yeah so it's just kind of always understood that like oh well it's okay they can play together because he's a hard worker and i like him that's why i brought him back but mm-hmm. also like nothing's ever gonna happen yeah so it's almost like they're getting that freedom which the quote that you said yeah she felt half savage and free as a kid mm-hmm. to do whatever she wanted and be whatever well and as a kid she was very like rambunctious and wild like yeah. the quote says she was very much the run through she was she was really kind of um not hot headed because i don't think that's fair to say because no, she's just a girl being herself yeah she she just didn't care what other people thought yeah about her and she would run around like lose her shoes like get all messy yeah and being like, I'm going to go yeah. hang out with Hugh Cliff Hill and you can't stop me. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, I'll be back in yeah. a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. So it was very much, she was that wild child who, you know, didn't have a care in the world. Yeah. And, you know, they don't end up together. She ends up marrying this rich guy next door, which next door means like three miles away yeah. back then. And the, it builds resentment in him. Mm-hmm. And he leaves, comes back. Because he loved her. And yeah, he you know they love each they both love each other. The yeah. quote I read yeah. was from her talking about Heathcliff, which just again it just breaks your heart then mm-hmm. that they don't end up together. Yeah, and he comes back and you know and he just spends his riches 
destroying her brother, you know, being mean to his wife, his kid, and they just both end up dying, Straight up never abusive. being with each yeah. other. Yeah. And just imagine how different the story would be if they were, like, if they did end up together, yeah. if they had ended up married. Just, like, how different of a story this would be. Well, I think what's so fascinating about this story and so heartbreaking is that Catherine always loved Heathcliff and mm-hmm. wanted to marry him until she got a taste of the high life. The high life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in fact, Heathcliff runs away and comes back rich and ready for revenge the night of when he overhears Catherine yeah. saying that, well, she can't marry Heathcliff because he's like below her. It would degrade it her. It would degrade her. Yeah. And Henley, her brother, has degraded him so much. Yeah. And that's when he decides to leave that night. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but then she also, that's when she also says literally in like the same page conversation that like they have the same souls or like they're the same person. So she really is just going to say all that, those contradictory things. Mm. So, and that makes me wonder like, does she know that she's putting on a farce then? Like if she, if they are truly one and the same, Mm -hmm. then she's just as his level as the level that he's at. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? But, I mean, she... I don't know. I don't know. I just end up so frustrated with her. Like, I mean, so it is, like, I guess a love story in a way, but it's a failed love. It's what happens to love when it's sort of... It isn't... In that bubble? Yeah. You're, well, when you're when it festers into something that's not... Is that love, good. though? Like, how can she say she loves him? And then say all those things. And it doesn't sound like she's doing it for his benefit. It sounds like it's 100% for her benefit, too. Oh, yeah. And then you don't really... But also, at that age, everything is so... Well, but now she's older, because now she's, like, talking Eh. about marrying. Yeah. But, I don't know, this is just kind of how I maybe view yeah. that that era of literature, which is everything's so dramatic. Oh, yeah, that too. So love represented in, in this story, but also in stories of that age in general, is so the extreme of what love is. It's the, like, and mourning is the extreme of whatever mourning is for people. Mm-hmm. And revenge is the extreme <laughs> of yeah. whatever, you know? And this story sort of says... This is what love can turn into if it isn't good or positive or if it isn't fulfilled and it turns into hatred and it yeah. becomes something that's ugly out I mean, of something could, that could have been so beautiful. I mean, you could say that this love is more like ownership. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, they just always were like, yeah, like, he's mine, I'm his. Yeah. And then the reality of the situation sits in and then he comes back and... His whole goal is to take down this family. Yeah. Well, this family who kind of promised him everything. Yeah. He was brought into this world that he never would have had access to otherwise. And he fell in love and had this best friend. And it got turned into something horrible. He was verbally and physically abused by, like, his new family. Not all of them, but somebody who, like, could have been his brother, could have been an ally, hated him and took out his own frustrations on Heathcliff, and Heathcliff kind of internalized that. Yeah. I mean, because he already came into the family illiterate. Yeah. And, you know, Catherine taught him how to read. Well, so 
originally he was being educated by the family. Yes. Uh, in the family, but then when the father dies and the brother takes over, the brother says, no, you don't get to learn anymore. And Catherine's like, well, no, you get to learn. I'll teach you what I learn. So yeah. he does still get taught by Catherine, but it is also another situation in which he was promised this thing, he starts getting this thing, and then it gets ripped out from under him by this brother figure. Yeah. And he was already kind of a really gruff, sort of Kill broodish. <laughs> like, not brutish, but broodish. Like, he's brooding. Yeah. Dramatic. Dramatic. He was a very <laughs> dramatic, like, character to begin with, even as a child. But through all of those things, it turned him even more into that. Yeah. He became what they all imagined him to be. It's like two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. Two steps forward, ten steps. A shove. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Back. Not and, by choice. Yeah. And so, I don't know, you could also look at it in that aspect of if you're told enough, if, you're, if you've been told enough that you are this thing, you say, fine, I'll be this thing. But what's amazing then, though, is that he leaves then mm-hmm. and becomes rich. So, obviously, oh. he becomes successful. But why does he do that? He does it not because it's something he really wants to do, yeah. but because... That's how he's going to get his revenge. Yeah, and do what he wants to do. Yeah, it's not a freeing thing. It's some, like He is forever bound to that family, to that land. It's not natural for him. What he did was not natural for him. Yeah, and you don't get the sense that it was ever his desire to be rich yeah, and have no. a lot of land. It was very much something he did solely for revenge. That's true. Again, Gatsby. Yeah. So this is where the Gatsby-esque um, come in, and I'm sure, you know, maybe you haven't read the book, but maybe you've seen the yeah. amazing edition with Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. one of my favorite people. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, he goes he mm-hmm. goes and gets rich and comes back to get the girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's different, what's interesting in that sense is Gatsby doesn't really do, he, he gets his millions Dishonorably, Gatsby mm-hmm. does, mm-hmm. but he doesn't do revenge. He's just so honed in yeah. on the girl. Yeah. Whereas Heathcliff gets his money honorably mm-hmm. and comes back with a vengeance. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I, there's that contrast there of like what to do, and and I wonder if it's because. But then again, Heathcliff's setting is more the countryside. Yeah. Gatsby's you know the city mm-hmm. and you know the glam, the clits, and yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess they're both just two different types of, like, revenge stories. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, so at the end of both revenge stories, like, what really are you left with when your entire motivation is revenge? Yeah. What happens then once you've had that? I feel like you're just, oh, I was going to say, I feel like you're just haunted. Yeah. And that is legitimately yeah. what happens. Literally. <laughs> uh, Heathcliff, I, like, just remember. Yeah. Uh, uh a big part is that Heathcliff, as he gets angry, he starts to see and hear Catherine everywhere. Her ghost, like, she's haunting him. Yeah. Oh, and that reminds me of one of the quotes. Yeah. One of the quotes I was, like, looking at to say for this, but it's something along the lines of, you know, I don't care what form you stay with me, but stay with me. I Don't leave me. Yes. Um, okay, that quote is epic, um, but it ends something like, be with me always, take any form, drive me mad. Only do not leave me in this abyss where I cannot find you. Oh, God, it is unutterable. I cannot live without my life. I cannot live without my soul. Oh. Which ties back into her saying, hey, I know. our souls are made up of the same thing. Yeah. 
Oh, and again. So I guess it is a love story, but it's <laughs> but it's a love story gone wrong. And going wrong because of this most simplest mistake. Yeah. But I, anyway, to the ghost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say real quick, though, I think that that's what's so scary. Yeah. Is it's not like there was... I mean, she had her brother mm-hmm. that was whispering this poison yeah. and openly saying this poisony stuff. But you could just... Anyone could just make a wrong decision oh, one yeah. day. And you miss out on your so soulmate. Yeah. Or, you know, it sounds so cheesy and dramatic, but that's what these books are. Yeah. It's... like It was a choice she made. Mm-hmm. She... Her, her dad was no longer there. Mm-hmm. You know, she could easily... She's still an heir mm-hmm. to this estate. And it would have been difficult, but... Yeah. Sorry, ghosts. So, he's haunted. And the further along in the book you get, the more haunted by her ghost he is. Um, and it doesn't help that then her daughter is named Catherine. Oh, yeah. So that just really... Um, I am was reading a different book, a classic... Oh, I was a time in history, actually. I was reading about a struggle figure, and the wife died. I think this was um, Roosevelt. Mm. Alice died. His wife died, and they, the daughter's name was Alice. Oh. And then he was on with his life and gets on and gets married, but he's so haunted, he doesn't let anyone speak her name. She can't use her own name. Oh. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's so upsetting. I know. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, back to Gatsby, same thing. He's Mm -hmm. forever haunted by this dream of what could be with them. Yeah. You know, Daisy's not dead, but that's what happens. And basically, don't fall in love, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Not worth it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. So, this book, I think it's... One of my favorites of why I enjoyed it so much is I always love a good family drama. Yeah. In a uh, fiction. <laughs> yeah. All of the characters, for one reason or another, for the most part, all of the characters, you don't like for one reason or another. I, and I like yes. unlikable yes. characters. Well written, unlikable yeah. characters. Well written. You actually can't really stand Catherine. Yeah. And Heathcliff and her brother. Yeah. They're, they all have faults that are, you're just like, I want to sympathize with you. But you but make it impossible. you make it so hard. Yeah. I yep. just can't. Yeah, exactly. A part of you is like, well, they don't even deserve happiness. Mm-hmm. They're so annoying. But then it's like, within this bubble of being awful people, yeah. they find bits of happiness. Yeah. And it's almost interesting, too, how the things that, they're unlikable, but you like them. Mm-hmm. And then they branch off into the other family and who are proper and supposed to be likable and all these things and they kind of lose what makes them so great to read about mm-hmm. like you're you want them to change and grow up and mature and stop acting like wild or you know kind of bratty and then when they do it's like but that's not what i wanted for you yeah <laughs> so it's kind of contradictory but um yeah no i think that i think you're exactly right it's the un the unlikability yeah, they're definitely not people you want to be friends with. Yeah, those are neighbors that are like, there's always drama over. Drama, drama, drama. And we don't associate with them. Like, we just watch from over the fence being like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, oh my gosh. This, oh my gosh, you will not believe. I know. Like, um, and what's funny too about that actually is she's in a better station, but she's, you don't hear about her like, like they're not royalty i don't know it's just so funny that again she made up but i can guarantee you that there's probably a lot of people that still don't like them yeah you know so 
Um, but it's all about that security, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. It's definitely I, actually wanted to say just worth the reread. Yes. Yes, definitely. totally. It's so good, and it wakes you hug every time, but it's, it's just so good. So, if you have been wanting to dip into classics, or, you know, you've heard about those Bronte sisters, and you don't know which one to start with. Or you haven't read Wuthering Heights since high school. Exactly. Pick it up and reread it. Yeah. It's, it's very good, and I think you'll get more out of it this time around than... Yeah your 10th grade English class. <laughs> so yeah, um, thank you so much for listening. Next time, again, we will be reading Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe mm-hmm. by Benjamin Alire Sines. And we look forward to chatting about it. Oh, so yes. thank you all for listening. This has been The, the Page, Page Turner. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or on our webpage via a direct RSS feed. We would be very grateful if you would subscribe or write a review wherever you listen. Thank you all for listening. This has been The Page Turner. The views and opinions expressed here do not necessarily represent those of the Los Gatos Library or the town of Los Gatos.